Yes. <clears throat> the uh, reading comes from Matthew's Gospel, and it's ch- chapter 15, uh, on page 982, as Chris has just said. And I'm going to start reading at verse 29. Jesus feeds the 4,000. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, Where could we get enough bread in this remote place? to feed such a crowd. How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and was satisfied. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men, besides women and children. After Jesus had sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went to the vicinity of Magadan. Well, we're going to think a little bit about the Bible verse that uh, Steve just read to us. Um, but, but I thought before we get there, we're thinking about picnics, we're thinking about food. I wonder, what would you serve at a picnic for 4,000 people? What would you serve? Anyone, anyone stick a hand up? What would you serve? You've got 4,000 people. What would you serve, Ready? What would you Lamb serve? Lamb burgers. yeah. You could, you could buy them from uh, a farm or, or anywhere, really, you know, not saying... Um, great. What else might you serve? That's a great idea. Good idea. Cake. Cake. Cake for 4,000 people. We do that quite well as a church, don't we? Um, McDonald's. Great. Wonderful. Well, whatever it is, um, you, could, you could do lamb burgers or cake or McDonald's. Um, well, in our true story from the Bible, you could do lamb Great. Wonderful. Well, whatever it is, um, you, could, you could do lamb burgers or cake or McDonald's. Um, well, in our true story from the Bible, we're going to think a little bit about what happened when over 4,000 people turned up to hear Jesus speak. Should we find out what happened? Yeah. You see, these people didn't know if they would get any food at all. And uh, Jesus, he was walking around the, the, the countryside. And the thing about when Jesus went somewhere, people would follow him. 
people would follow him. You see, whether he went into, uh, into towns, people would follow him. If he got on his boat and sailed across the lake, people would see where he was going and then come round on the other side. If he went into the countryside, people would follow him. People would follow him everywhere. And one day, Jesus was walking along and he sat down on a mountainside so he could be quiet and pray to God. But it wasn't long until, yeah, you guessed it, people started turning up. People started turning up. They were regular people just like us, except they all wanted to ask Jesus something. They all had someone who was with them who was sick, and they wanted Jesus to make them better. Some of them had people who who couldn't walk, or they couldn't see, or they couldn't even speak. And they weren't going to leave Jesus alone until he made them better. Now, what do you think Jesus should have done with them? What would you have done if, if all those people came along and interrupted you? Personally, I'd be a bit annoyed. I'd say, well, can you come back later, please? You know, after my quiet time, after my coffee break. But not Jesus. In our Bibles, in in verse 30, it says something incredible. Because in verse 30 of our true story, when when all these people who couldn't speak or, or walk or talk were brought to Jesus, what did Jesus do? He healed them. He healed them. As in, he made them completely 100% better. No exceptions. So how do you think the people reacted when Jesus healed their friends and family? They were amazed. They were amazed. They thought this was incredible. So all of them started to, they started to pray out loud to God with their voices. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for for healing my brother or my sister or my mum or even my child. Thank you. You see, Jesus is amazing. He's amazing. He was able to cure any illness, any disease, even death. And how many people can do that? Jesus could even bring dead people back to life again. But you see, the story doesn't finish there. Because there are all these people who have turned up to see Jesus, and now they're... ...really hungry. They're really hungry. Three whole days without food. They're so hungry, they'd even be willing to eat smelly old banana skins on toast. Yuck! Oh, that would be horrible. But even after Jesus has shown all this kindness to them by making them better, he doesn't stop. Jesus cares for these people and he doesn't want them to go away hungry. He doesn't want them to go away hungry. He says in the Bible, I have compassion for them. Now Catherine will will help us to think a, a little bit more about what that word compassion means. But actually, it's, it's the word we get it from is it's like a rumbling in your tummy. Except it's not a rumbling in your tummy for food, but it's, it's a rumbling in your tummy for, for someone else. Someone else who's, who's hurt or, or sad. And this rumbling in, in Jesus' tummy didn't, wasn't for food, but it was for him to go and to help 
than to care for these people. Basically, compassion means that it was Jesus caring for these people. That's what it means. He's going to look after them. So he asked his disciples there, his 12 disciples, to get enough food together to feed over 4,000 people. That would be so much food. I can't even do the maths. I'm sure there are people here who are better at maths than I am, but I can't even work out how much food that would be for 4,000 people. And you know what they find? Seven teeny tiny loaves and a couple of fish. Well, that's not going to go far enough, is it? You see, they can't feed that many people on their own. They need loads more. But that's not a problem for Jesus, is it? You see, he takes the food that the disciples bring to him. And he holds them up and he gives thanks to God for them. And then he starts passing the food around. He starts passing it around to all the people. But something funny starts going on. You see, you would have thought he would have run out after those seven loaves and those two fish, but the food keeps on coming. So he keeps handing out more and more and more. But the food keeps on coming. And more and more and more until, what does it say in verse 37? They all ate and were satisfied. Do you know what that feels like when you've had a really nice, big, maybe a roast, maybe McDonald's, whatever it is. You've sat down after a big meal and you are satisfied. Oh, it feels great. You feel full up. You don't even need a tiny little mint. And what's even more amazing, after all these people have eaten and have been satisfied, is that the disciples pick up seven whole baskets full of leftover bread. Where did that come from? There wasn't any of that to start with. You see, Jesus has done a miracle. He's shown how amazing, how powerful he is. This is only something that God can do. No one else can do this. Only God can. You see, he healed the people who couldn't walk, or the people who couldn't see, or the people who couldn't talk, because he is amazing. And he fed all of these people in a way that shows just how caring he is. Jesus is amazing, and Jesus is compassionate. Over to Catherine. Anyone want to? Wonderful. Um, Maybe get the next slide up on the screen. I wonder if you know who this is. Anyone want to put a hand up and tell me who this is? People of a certain age who don't know? Who's that? It's Dory. Dory from Finding Nemo. And what do we know about Dory? What does... Tell me one thing about Dory, except the fact that she's blue. Who knows something about Dory? What, what does Dory keep doing? Yeah, absolutely. She needs reminding because she keeps on forgetting things. Dory is always forgetting things. And, well, did you notice? I wonder if you were here a few weeks ago... We were looking at a story that was quite similar, weren't we? And, and I wonder, have the disciples forgotten something? Have they forgotten something? You see, because we know that, that Jesus is able to provide for his people. We've seen that today, but we saw that two weeks ago. And look, in verse 33, they say to him, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? Well, just two weeks ago in church we saw how Jesus had already fed 5,000 people in almost exactly the same way. So what are his disciples thinking? Are they just a bit like Dory? They've just forgotten that Jesus can do these miracles and feed all these people. 
Well, maybe. But I think the problem is they're worrying, aren't they? They're worrying about where the food is going to come from. And that's causing them a bit of a problem. You see, we're like that as well. We're a bit like Dory. You see, when we worry about things, we end up forgetting other things. We end up forgetting maybe more important things when we worry. And this is what the disciples had done. This is, they, were, they were worrying that they couldn't get enough food for all of these people. But they forgot about Jesus. They forgot that Jesus could sort it out. So for Jesus, it would be no problem because he is God after all. And we're like that as well. You see, when we get worried about things, sometimes we forget what Jesus has done for us and in our lives and what Jesus has given us. Let's think about some of the things that Jesus has given us. Well, Jesus has given us life. He's given us forgiveness for those who trust in him because of the cross. He's given us hope of of, of eternal life, of living with him forever. And do you know one other thing he's given us? He's given us each other. Each other here at Bishop Pennington. Jesus has given us so much stuff. But just like the disciples did, we need reminding. We need reminding of how amazing and how compassionate is because we end up forgetting when we worry. I think we've got two choices we can make the next time we face something that is worrying us or something that is hard or maybe something that we feel a bit scared about. There are two choices, I think. The first one is we can worry about it ourselves. We can, we can rush about trying to solve the problem, trying to figure it out, maybe Google the, the question that we're worrying about and try and sort it about all on our own. I think the other choice is we can go to the one person who we know will help us and hears us and will support us. Jesus. We have those, those two choices. It sounds really obvious, doesn't it? But I know I need to remind that because going to Jesus in prayer is never the first thing I do when I'm tempted to worry. I'm tempted to, to, to kind of go in on myself and think, oh no, what am I going to do? The weight of the world on my shoulders. Well, we've all got such a better thing we could do. We could pray to Jesus before worrying about things. The thing is, if you're anything like me, you need to keep on remembering this truth too. Because we're forgetful, we're like Dory. So the next time you face a hard situation, whatever it is, you need to keep on remembering what Jesus is like. That he is amazing and he is compassionate. But don't just keep that news to yourselves. If you've got friends at school or or people in your family or neighbours or or whoever it is and you see that they're going through a hard time too, well, remind them of this carefully and kindly and lovingly, but remind them of the fact that Jesus is amazing and Jesus is compassionate and whoever we are, whatever we've done, we can go to him. That's the great news that we learn from this passage. Let's have a pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are amazing, that you are compassionate, and we see that so clearly in Jesus, your Son. Lord, when we are worried, help us not to forget you, but help us to remember what you are like and pray to you. And we know that when we pray to you, you will help us. Help us to do this, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, the reason we can have such confidence that, that we, can, uh, we can pray to Jesus and that he hears us 
it's because of what he has done. This, this wonderful story from the beginning of the universe up until now, we know that God is not against us, God is for us. And he proved that to us by sending his son who died for us on the cross. This is this wonderful, this wondrous story. And that's what we're going to stand and sing about as our last song now. So please stand and let's sing.